Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, your host, Jamie Wright. We are here to do, as always, the weekly astrology forecast. This one is for the week of December 18th through the 24th of 2023. As always, if you're enjoying Good Fortune, I'd love if you could leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Uh, tag me on Instagram, send me a DM, let me know your thoughts. And if you'd like to support in a monetary sense, you can become a paid subscriber to my Substack, and the link to do so is in the show notes. Um, we're just going to get right into this forecast as always. Um, this forecast will actually be the 40th episode of Good Fortune which I'm kind of obsessed with. <laughs> it feels like a feat. Um, I'm pre-recording this quite early. I'm trying to get um, a lot of things out of the way before the Mercury retrograde begins. By the time you're listening to this, the Mercury retrograde will have already begun on December 13th. And as we head into this week, Mercury is retrograde. And on Monday the 18th, we have the moon in Pisces, and the moon had just moved into Pisces on Sunday, December 17th, um, and made a conjunction with Saturn, and then we go into Monday the 18th, um, overnight at 12.49 a.m., we have the moon sextile Jupiter, and at 1.20 a.m., we have the moon sextile Mercury, and then we begin the day at 9.27 a.m. with Mercury retrograde trine Jupiter. Um, and this is a callback to a transit that happened back on December 7th. December 7th was the last time Mercury and Jupiter met up like this. And I really love this energy for this Monday, for this last week before, you know, for what it will be for a lot of people this holiday week, this last week before Christmas, um, it feels very much like, okay, gonna be productive, gonna get my ideas out there. And there was perhaps something, some thoughts that came into your head back around December 7th that you're now revisiting and you're revisiting on this Monday. You're sort of going back and uh, revising, you know, going back to the table. What I really love about the at least the first half of this Mercury retrograde that we're currently in is that it's Mercury retrograde in Capricorn that's connecting with Jupiter, and then later in the week, Mercury is going to connect with Saturn. And this energy, I just think, is really supportive, and it's really supportive for making structures, for feeling more comfortable, for feeling like, okay, I have my ducks in the row, I have my pieces in order. I'm not moving ahead, but I am sort of taking control of the narrative and taking control of the structure. And so I really love starting the day on Monday the 18th with this Mercury trine Jupiter and the moon in Pisces, the moon in imaginative, compassionate Pisces. And this day just feels very generative to me. It feels like we're creating space and also trying to fill the space. Um, and throughout the day, um, 
the moon is forming a trine to Venus, which goes exact at 7.29 p.m. So really all day we have this sort of warm, inviting, comforting, productive energy. Um, the one sort of hitch with this is that after the moon trines Venus, the moon's ne next aspect is a square to Mars, which you've heard me talk about many times, can be a little bit testy, you know, it can bring up conflict, it can, it also brings up passion. Um, I'm feeling like this is a bit of a more passionate moon square Mars, but obviously this is going to be hitting everyone's chart differently. Um, so after this really sweet, productive day, there might be some tension in the evening. There might be some heat in the evening to work through. But overall, Monday the 18th is a really kind of beautiful, um, supportive, productive day. Tuesday the 19th, we have the moon still in Pisces. Overnight, we have the moon sextile Uranus. And then right in the morning at 9.07 a.m., we have the moon conjunct Neptune. <laughs> so after we had this really, this day on Monday where it's like, okay, I'm thinking clearly, I'm getting all my ideas together, Tuesday is starting off in this Neptunian haze. It's starting off very sleepy. It's starting off a little bit in fantasy land. Um, and this is coming as the moon conjoins Neptune right at 9.07 a.m. Eastern. And then at 1.39 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, the moon squares the sun. So we have our first quarter moon in Pisces. And this is when we've reached the part of the lunar cycle where we're really making choices. We're potentially having to pivot. We're, you know, having to choose our path. In my great theater metaphors that I'm always using, the first quarter moon is like, okay, I'm we're starting rehearsal. You know, we've been through the casting process. We've we've gotten to know each other. We had a read through. Now we're really starting rehearsal. Now we're putting this thing on its feet. That's what the first quarter moon feels like. You know, when you put something on its feet, when you actually have to start something, that means you have to choose not to start something else. And that is the inherent conflict in the first quarter moon is that there's this feeling of juggling priorities um, and Tuesday is going to have a bit of that feeling and with the moon with Neptune and Mercury still retrograde it might this day might feel a little bit more chaotic a little bit more all over the place um, at 4.03 p.m the moon then sextiles Pluto and then goes fully void of course for about two hours before entering Aries at 5.46 p.m. on Tuesday. And so this is going to be a vibe shift, you know. Most of this day on Tuesday is feeling a bit sleepy. It's feeling a bit, bit hectic. But once that moon enters Aries at 5.46 p.m., you know, that's when it's the heat is getting turned up. The action is getting turned up. You know, we're moving from the last sign Pisces to the first sign Aries. It's spring again. Um, there's that sort of renewed energy and optimism and there's this real sense of activity um and so if you know the daytime on tuesday feels a bit tired a bit overwhelming the nighttime is going to feel like a nice little refresh and i think the nighttime on tuesday might be a fun time to go out it might be kind of a, a wild work holiday party a kind of blowing off steam moment um 
this is such a weird reference, but it feels like a good night to like go see like a sports game, like a basketball game or something. Like there's this real kind of like, I want to sweat this out. Like maybe even like playing a sport or just like going to a fitness class or really just like finding a way to move. You know, if this was a weekend, it would be like go dancing kind of energy. Um, Overnight, Tuesday into Wednesday, the 20th at 1242 a.m., the moon squares Mercury retrograde. So there is, as I said, like there's that building action with the moon in Aries. There's also a lot of thoughts going on with the moon applying to Mercury. And there might be this desire to really like get all your thoughts down, get all your ideas out there. I could see Tuesday evening also being a night where you end up having like an unexpectedly like philosophical conversation with a friend where you really figure out some ideas. Um, I've maybe talked about doing something like this on the podcast before, but Tuesday night, thinking about it with Mercury as well, also feels like a good night to like get together with a friend and kind of share your goals, share your ideas, like maybe not just like an accountability meeting, but this <laughs> this idea of like, I wanna hear your dreams, I'm gonna share my dreams, and let's kind of make a plan of how we're gonna support each other to get there. Um, it, it definitely just feels like the mind, both the mind and the body, there's the heat is turned up and action is happening. Um, and then Wednesday, which is in many ways like the quietest day of this week, quiet, even though the moon is in Aries, which is not quiet at all. Um, the only other aspect that happens all day on Wednesday is that at 8.27 p.m., the moon conjoins Chiron. And Chiron, you know, is this wounded healer. It's this quality of forgiveness. It's this quality of working through our pain points. And so... There might be some emotional heaviness that's kind of hanging over the day on Wednesday. There might be some intensity in that regard. Um, this feels like a very good like therapy day. It feels like a day of release. It feels like a day of almost like redemption um, that's happening. Or yeah, this, you know, with Chiron, it's like, if you can feel that healing, there is also a sense of victory that comes. Um, but what's interesting is that kind of simultaneously to this sort of slower day with the moon conjoining Chiron, what's happening overnight, Wednesday into Thursday, and is an aspect that we'll be feeling um, throughout, especially the latter half of the week, is that we have Venus oppose Uranus on Thursday the 21st at 2.04 a.m. So we're gonna be feeling this building on Wednesday as well. And Venus, you know, is love and beauty and connection. And Uranus is innovation, revolution, the unexpected. Um, Venus, when Venus and Uranus come together or interact in any way, there's this real sense of trying something new, you know, changing up your style. Um, going on a date with someone unexpected, um, opening your heart to something unexpected, like going, trying a TV show, watching a movie that you don't usually like. Um, especially when Venus is opposing Uranus, you know, when planets are opposing each other, they're facing off. Um, and so there's kind of this sense that this Venus and Scorpio that's holding all this vulnerability is facing off with this Uranus and Taurus that is its own kind of 
bundle of, uh, I don't know, Uranus and Taurus in many ways is like a paradoxical thing because it's like this planet that's all about change and this sign that never wants to change. And <laughs> I feel like there's almost this kind of feeling of like calling each other out. There's this feeling of like, oh, I'm going to call out my friend. I'm going to call out my partner. I'm going to call out uh, this person I'm on a date with, but I'm actually like, I'm also like in need of a reality check or I'm in need of being told like, maybe I can like loosen up or I can change my point of view. But there's something about this Venus opposite Uranus that's very like, uh, the POV is changing. The ideas are changing. What you like is changing. Um, in the, in the context of this being like the week before Christmas, the week before holiday break, this feels very much this energy, like a little kid who all year, all Christmas season has been like, I want X, Y, Z for Christmas. Like I want this doll for Christmas. And then all of a sudden with this Venus opposite Uranus is like, I never wanted that doll. I wanted a car. I wanted a truck. It's just like a complete 180 on desire and what someone wants. Um, and so that's why I feel like there is, there's this sense of almost like last minute gift shopping, last minute change in holiday plans, last minute change of like, oh yeah, I don't want to make this ham on Christmas. Like I <laughs> want to make dumplings. Um, there's just this sense of like, be open to the plan changing, be open to, especially around Venusian things, around the decor, around the gifts, around like who's invited, around the food. Um, also overnight on Thursday, we have the moon trine Mars, very active. Um, again, it's happening overnight on the East coast, but with this Venus Uranus and this moon trine Mars, this might, uh, Wednesday night into Thursday might feel a little restless. It might feel like there's a lot of ideas brewing, a lot of things going, especially if it's related to some of these last minute changes, then first thing on Thursday, we have Mercury retrograde sextile Saturn. And this is part of this, this Mercury retrograde story I've been talking about where we have this real opportunity to sort of like get things together, get our ideas in order. And this happening at 7.33 a.m. Eastern is really like, let's get this day off on the right foot. Unfortunately, <laughs> Uh, the moon on the 21st is like in one of her very crunchy places um, at 8.53 a.m. She conjoins the North Node and then she's, uh, she spends the whole day forming a square to Pluto, um, which goes exact at 8.10 p.m. And so despite that sort of Mercury Saturn, like, okay, I have these ideas, I have this shopping list, I want to get things going. The moon nodes and the moon Pluto is gonna put us in one of those like feelings of like, of heaviness and like, oh, why do I have to process all of this? Why is this all on my plate? Um, and the at 9.47pm, the moon trines the sun, it's gonna feel like, okay, things are really picking up, you know, these choices that I've made, I have to keep going. Um, but then in the evening on Thursday, there's a complete shift 
We're at 9.50 p.m. The moon enters Taurus. We're in, we're in the moon in her sign of exaltation where she's all about comfort and pleasure. And then we reach the exact moment of the winter solstice at 10.27 p.m. The sun enters Capricorn. And we've arrived um, Thursday the 21st into Friday the 22nd is the winter solstice. These are the shortest days of the year. Uh, you know, I am not shy about sharing that winter is my favorite season. <laughs> um, it might be because um, I was born in the winter. I mean, I'm born at the end of the winter in March, but I, you know, people are always like, oh, the winter is the darkest time of the year. But the thing is, is that really the darkest time of the year is like Sagittarius season and Capricorn season. But in the winter, the days are getting lighter. You know, we're actually like not at the bottom. We're actually moving up. We're moving up towards equilibrium. And what I find about the winter is that, yes, it's cold. Yes, it's dark. Yes, you're being forced to slow down. And that's difficult. But... Well, it's difficult, especially like in the society we live in and like all the expectations we have for productivity. But there is this sense of like hope and renewal and something building. Whereas in the summer, which is celebrated as the brightest time of the year, we're losing light every day. There is, I find that there's actually like, at least in the seasonal quality of the summer, there's more pessimism whereas in the seasonal quality of the winter is more optimistic and when you really look at like people who are born in the winter um there is especially like in the art that they make and like the the worlds that they create there is ultimately this sense of optimism like I always think of you know, classic millennial Capricorn, Haley Williams of Paramore. Like, there's a Paramore song that's called For a Pessimist, I'm Pretty Optimistic. And that, to me, is like the... Um, that is what being born in the winter and being in the winter is all about. Like, I think winter gets painted with all this negativity around it, but really... A lot of winter babies I know and winter people I know have so much hope and do generally look, you know, Capricorn and Aquarius and Pisces people, the three winter signs, tend to look at the world with a lot of hope and with a lot of forward looking. It's like you're looking towards the light. Um, back when I was doing the Moon Missives printed magazines, shout out to those of you who remember them. I really wanted the winter edition to be yellow. Um, and that was not an editorial battle that I won, but I still think about how I wish that it had been yellow a lot as I stare at the remaining few magazines I have on my bookshelf. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this week is the winter solstice. And this is all to say that Thursday evening, after Thursday, I do think is a little bit of an exhausted day, an overwhelming day. There is a sense that as, especially on the East Coast, 9.50 p.m., 10.27 p.m., or when we have this moon and sun shift, you know, we're heading into this more stable earth sign kind of feeling. 
Then we go into Friday the 22nd. Overnight, we have this moon in Taurus um, form a trine to Mercury at 12.21 a.m. And then sextile Saturn at 2.07 a.m. And then we begin the day at 7.53 a.m. with the moon conjunct Jupiter. <laughs> um, which the moon conjunct Jupiter in Taurus to me just always feels like such a feast. Um, and there's something about this in, that feels very celebratory, that feels very like we've arrived, we've arrived at some comfort. Um, and on the same day, on the 22nd at 1.53 p.m., we also have the Mercury retrograde Kazemi at zero degrees Capricorn. So this is the halfway point of the Mercury retrograde when Mercury meets the sun. And it's happening right at this solstice point at zero degrees Capricorn, which is very significant. Um, the sort of these zero degrees of Capricorn, as well as the other zero degrees of other cardinal signs. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, zero degrees of all those signs are thought of as the world axis points. And they're thought of as like, um, these are the points where sort of we have these big turnings, especially in world events. So I'm looking to this day actually as perhaps being like a significant breakthrough um in some of these like intense to like uh you know kind of world events that we've been experiencing like i i feel there might be um some sort of breakthrough some clarity um around what's going on in palestine there's hopefully some i it, it you know i it's a mercury retrograde it's not necessarily like, oh, this is the big resolution, but this feels like some sort of clarity or resolve arriving in regards to that. Um, hopefully this comes with some kind of ceasefire. Um, but for all of us in general, this Mercury retrograde Kazemi is a point of clarity and it is putting a button on like, okay, what have I been working through since Mercury Station retrograde on December 13th? And the Kazemi day is usually the day that's the most clear. It's like, this is the day when the packages arrive. This is the day when the emails get responded to. This is the day when you can really think clearly. And it happening at zero degrees Capricorn is just this real clear moment of, you know, structure and stability. Um, and that that is what sort of that along with the moon conjunct Jupiter on the on Friday, it just feels really comfortable and supportive. Then we move into Saturday the 23rd. And overnight at 1.17 a.m., we have Mercury retrograde re-entering Sagittarius. And this is where we get into the pretty crunchy part of this retrograde um, because not yet but next week mercury retrograde is gonna run into both neptune and mars while traveling through sagittarius and uh it's <laughs> it, this is where it's like all that clarity we had all that structure we built all those to-do lists we made those resolutions we set it's gonna start to feel hazy and confusing and overwhelming and like, did I make the right decision? Am I just gonna jump the gun and shout something out that I wanted to wait about? Like, 
this is like Mercury and Sagittarius is a bit of a wild card. It's a bit of I'm going to say what I feel like saying when I want to say it. Whereas Mercury and Capricorn is like, I'm Saturnian. I'm going to wait. I'm okay with delays. I'm okay if this takes a long time to articulate. Mercury and Sagittarius is going to take you through the whole articulation process, the entire thought process, which is fascinating to listen to. You know, Mercury with any kind of Jupiterian influence has this kind of like, I'm going to paint the whole picture for you and see what you take out of it. Um, but the, yeah, this is where things get a little bit wonkier, I will say. And then Saturday the 23rd, we also start off the day with the moon conjunct Uranus in Taurus. So, you know, Friday the 22nd, we start the day with the moon conjunct Jupiter. That feels very wholesome. The moon conjunct Uranus feels like, oh no, I forgot to do something. Oh no, I need to like pick something up. And the moon is traveling between Uranus and Venus for the first half of the day. And it's perhaps taking us back to that kind of change of heart, that desire shift that happened earlier in the week when Venus opposed Uranus um, on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, but definitely that, that morning, 8.33 a.m. on Saturday with the moon conjunct Uranus feels like, oh, there's something harsh, unexpected happening in the morning. The rest of the day is a little sweeter, a little more chance to just like relax and enjoy. Um, the moon opposes Venus at 2.03 p.m. And then the moon sextiles Neptune at 6.12 p.m. So this feels much more like this chance to be like, okay, I'm going to turn off the computer. I'm going to close the laptop. I'm going to go on holiday break and I'm just going to relax. Then we get into Sunday the 24th, Christmas Eve, for those who celebrate. Um, at 1.39 a.m. overnight, we have the moon trying Pluto. Then we have the moon going void. And then at 3.14 a.m., we have the moon enter Gemini. So it's interesting. Like we kind of have this moon in Taurus from the 21st, the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd. Which the moon in Taurus, like, that's a holiday moon. <laughs> that's the moon you want when you want to, like, eat good and feel good and just have a feast, you know, spend good time with friends and family. The moon in Gemini, again, it's, you know, it's an air sign. It's a little bit, it's less about comfort and more about ideas and more about asking questions. And uh, this moon in Gemini is in kind of a crunchy place because the moon is going to square Saturn right in the morning on December 24th, which is a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of stress. It's a little bit of tension. It's a little bit of like, oh, I have so much work to get done. And then the moon is going to spend the rest, the entire rest of the day on the 24th into the 25th into Christmas, forming an opposition to Mars. Um, and there are some sweeter aspects on in the Christmas day chart. Venus is trying Neptune, which is a very much like, let's relax, let's take it easy, let's imagine. Um, but the moon is also going to be opposing Mars the whole day uh, on Sunday the 24th and Monday the 25th. And, you know, the moon opposite Mars, the moon Mars, as I've talked about many times, you know, this is passion, this is intensity, this can be fighting and fucking. But 
ultimately the moon and the Mars is about heat. And I do think a great way to kind of counteract the intensity of this transit, especially during these holiday days when we're perhaps seeing a lot of family, seeing people who we have had conflicts with in the past, people who we don't want to be testy around, who we don't want to start a conflict with. A great thing to do is just find other ways to bring heat into your life, whether that be doing a lot of cooking. Cooking is the ultimate way, I think, to remediate Mars transits because you're both like using a knife and you're turning up the heat and, you know, melding things together. Um, whether that's like you want to make sure that you sign up for, you know, a workout class, whether that's online or you find a class in your hometown that you're visiting for Christmas that you just want to like go off on your own and take and get away from some of the family drama on the 24th or the 25th, whether you want to kind of make sure you schedule some long walks around the block, you know, if you're seeing kids, that moon Mars opposition, it's like, go play with the kids, <laughs> go have fun. Like moon Mars can be very playful. Like I, um, have noted like in my own life, I have a lot of friends and a lot of people in my life who have the moon at the same degree that I have Mars. And these are not people that I have an adversarial connection with. Like a lot, of, I have close friends who I have that, what we call sinistry with. And these are actually usually people who kind of stoke my flame, who get me excited about things. Um, you know, in some cases, it's also people who I've had conflicts with, but in the relationships that really last in my life, who I have that connection with, it's just a person who I'm like, yeah, I like being active with you. Like I have one friend whose moon is at the same degree as my Mars, and I've gone on a lot of hikes with her, <laughs> like really hard hikes. Um, and I think there's something about this moon Mars energy, especially coming on this holiday where it's like, try to channel that in an active way rather than in an emotional way, because the moon Mars in an activity way, again, as I said, it can really stoke your flame. It can really get the energy going. Um, and I think that will help, you know, uh, cut, like sort of cut through to use a Martian word, some of the tension that might be building as the moon will basically be moving through Saturn between Saturn and Mars for both Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And the last aspect that we have for the week is that on the 24th, um, after the moon squares Saturn at 7.58 a.m., at 12.28 p.m., we have the sun sextile Saturn. And so this is the closing sextile of the relationship between the sun and Saturn for this year. The sun and Saturn will meet in Pisces in, I think, late February or early March of next year. Um, and this, you know, sun-Saturn aspects can be a little, you know, uh, they can hurt our ego, they can hurt our self-esteem, they can hurt our confidence. But when it's a sextile, these planets are working together. <laughs> these planets are like, Saturn is really trying to be like, okay, sun, you have these goals, you have these dreams. I want to hold this. I want to hold them up for you. I want to give you a structure. And I think this relationship is really interesting with the sun in Capricorn 
one of Saturn's signs and Saturn in Pisces because it's sort of that Pisces compassionate water emotional energy kind of forcing this Capricorn sun to think outside the box and think think about you know structures and material reality and all the earth sign things in a more water sign open-hearted way um, and so I do think that this aspect is very supportive. It's very grounding, um, it, you know, in this time when like this moon is in Gemini and the moon is moving between the two malefic planets and it's feeling crunchy. The sun sextile Saturn, I think, is going to help bring us back to ourselves. Um, so just to go over all the aspects for the week. On the 18th, we have Mercury retrograde trine Jupiter. On the 19th, we have the first quarter moon in Pisces. On the 21st, we have Venus opposite Uranus. Mercury retrograde sextile Saturn. And then the sun entering Capricorn for the winter solstice. On the 22nd, we have the Mercury retrograde Kazemi. Uh, on the 23rd, we have Mercury retrograde re-entering Sagittarius. And on the 24th, we have the Sun sextile Saturn. Um, so that's the forecast for the week. That's all I've got for you. Uh, we'll be back um, with another forecast for this final week of the year, the 25th to the 31st. Um, and in the meantime, I hope you have a you hope you're having a great December and you have a great solstice. Okay, talk to you soon.